Welcome to the second episode of Minds Over Matter, Communicating to Connect, with your hosts, Sandy Miller and myself, Joseph Lopez. Sit back and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the podcast today. We've got our friend, Wesley King, who's a trainer. We'll let her introduce herself in a few minutes. And we've got Joseph Lopez, my co-host here. So welcome, Joseph, and welcome, especially Wesley. Glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah, so Wesley, um, I know you came here today to talk to us a little about communication, communication styles, but more than that. So I want you to just go ahead and take the floor and Give us a little intro or maybe background on your experience with communication. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, I uh, My name is Wesley King, and I'm a training manager over at St. Jude's Ranch for Children. Um, communication is, is huge with me. I'm, I'm more of a people style, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but I um, have a, a being the social style and with communication, I find that it's really important to have good communication, especially to build relationships and relationships are everything, especially when we're dealing with the kids and our coworkers. Um, and so in looking at communication, um, I developed um, a, uh, a training because that's what I do here to look at the, the benefits of positive communication and how we tend to communicate. And then I have an assessment that um, I could certainly give to you. That would be and, awesome. Yeah. And you could um, um, give to the teachers or whomever um, you want to, but it assesses your communication style. Um, and then the, the goal or the, the hope in it is that you would then give it to who you work with. So for instance, if you're a leader of a team, and you could give it to your team and that could help you be a better leader in how you would communicate best with that person. Because through the assessment, you're going to learn how I'm going to hear you. Is that what it is? Um, very much so. Um, it, it's hearing. It's all different aspects of, of communication. So you know that when we communicate, we have spoken, which is our verbal and vocal. Um, we also learn through or, or we communicate through visual um, and listening as well, right? So when um, there's a, a study that was done that talked about um, our believability in, in communicating and whether people really believe what we're saying or, or I kind of like to say trust us and what that is is um, verbally people will take what you say and believe or trust what you're saying 7%. And what's with the rest of the percent? 93% breaks down to visually. They look at 53%. So they're looking at your body language. They're looking at how you present yourself. Um, they also, they're looking at um, what is like seeing your appearance, your posture, your gestures. If you're closed off, if you're, you know, closing your arms, now you may be cold, but you're closing your arms or if you're open to people. Um, the different variables, maybe even like the clothes we're wearing. Yes. And, uh, the way we're fixed up, maybe our hair or our makeup. Yes, right. very much so. I mean, Joseph, how long do you think it takes for somebody to make a first impression of you? Probably less than a second. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And that could be the, the you know, 10 seconds on the phone. That could be 10 seconds in an email. That could be 10 seconds just So it's live. crucial in a sense to really know your audience and I guess know how to accurately attempt that communication before because you may lose that student or you may lose that person you're trying to connect to really, really quickly. Without you knowing. Have a second. Yeah. And you Absolutely. think you think maybe I said all the right words, but 
it was maybe something else that you're going to get to hopefully. Yes, exactly. And, and so much of us don't really think about how we present ourselves. You know, we think, well, we've got a classroom, all these kids are coming in, I'm the teacher or I'm the trainer if I'm working with adults. But that first impression is so important, right? Um, and so vocally too, um, if we are saying something with a very harsh tone, um, what, what, are, what does our mama always say? It's not how you say it. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Or you can say anything you want. It's just how your tone is and yeah. how you present it. That's right. Um, your speed, your pitch. Um, a lot of times if I'm um, very passionate about something or I'm kind of nervous, my speed of my speech will go faster, right? right. So being able to kind of keep it in a very, um, I, I would say more balanced. I was going to say even keel, but more of a balance because if you're passionate, that's great, right? right. Um, don't want to take away that. And you don't want to be monotone all the time. No, not at all. <laughs> right. Good let, God. I had that in college enough. Like letting your emotions be transparent, but not overwhelming. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I like that. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I, I will give you credit twice, but after that it's mine. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, um, in looking at that, um, you then, you know, take all of the body language and everything that you're presenting um, to look at how you're being able to listen and more so because we can't control other people, but we can control ourselves, right? So how we're putting things out there um, so that we can hopefully have that two-way communication, right? Um, sometimes in a classroom format, what are we getting? We're doing the one way, but that's informational. If we want somebody to learn, hopefully we are communicating in a two-way fashion. So that leads us to the assessment that you take. It's about, um, I believe, 80 questions. I'd have to look back at that. Um, it's either 40 or 80. Um, and um, it, when you take it, you have you break it down to four different styles. So you have an action style. And in the action style, it's what can I do, right? If you are an action person, it's very much about quick to the point. Let's get to what, 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 what do we need to get done? And how are we going to do it? Absolutely. Very good, 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 good. Um, the process style is how you would do it, okay? Um, and, and I'm going to go back over these in just a second. Sure. But the style three is people. So if you are people style, it's all about the who, right? All the decisions. It's how does it affect people? And then, of course, four is an idea style, which is um, they ask a lot of the why behind things. Um, the millennial, I never can say that right, generation, um, you've probably heard a lot of them say they're about asking why, you know, why are we doing this? Give the why behind things. So um, anyways, I could break down these styles. If you that would, would like be great, to. especially if you could give us examples of each one and how it kind of looks when you first talk, start talking to pers a person. So you can make a decision, oh, I've got a person communicator with me or I've got an action communicator with me. Yeah, and maybe even knowing yourself, right? So how yes. you're going to be able to match up. Maybe you're more person-oriented and maybe that would melt what better with a, a person-oriented. But I don't know. I want you to explain and to the listeners and me. Okay, absolutely. I will do that. Um, so the action style is what they call the ready, set, go, right? It's, it's a, um, they focus on results, 
They're very objective oriented. Um, it's about achieving, um, getting things done, improving things. So let's let's not have this meeting to have this meeting. Let's just work on getting things done. Um, they're uh, into problem solving, definitely more into the productivity part of it. And they're very performance oriented, but they're open to feedback. Are they the to-do listers that, that take? Um, they probably wouldn't be a to-do lister because they all, they just want to work and get it done. Got it. Right. They don't they're, even want to write it down. That's right. They don't even want to take the time to have the meeting to write it down. Now, that's not saying that they may not have learned that skill, right? Because they may have a plan or do something, but they tend to be very um, energetic. They can be impatient, right? Because they're the ones that are like, okay, we got it. Let's go get it done. When I do this activity and training, the action people are always the one that finish the activity first. Okay. Um, and at the end, when I finish talking about this, I'll ask you guys, what group do you think is the last group to get it done? And this is this activity. But so um, they're very, they tend to be very down to earth, very directive. Um, decisive, quick thinkers. They can also appear to be aggressive. And why do you think that they would appear to be aggressive? Because everything's fast and to the point. Absolutely. That's right. Um, they can, um, they're definitely assertive and they're very efficient, right? So um, it, it's, I, I don't know. I like all the styles, but action is, is definitely um, a good one to would have. Would you say it's more your style? Now I'm getting a little personal. But... No, no, that's okay. I'm definitely all people. People. I'm definitely all people. Yeah, I I do like to get things done. I'm not a big meeting person type thing, but um, I, I, yeah, I'm definitely more people. Well, let's say now we have maybe someone do the assessment, their action, and I'm sure you're going to get to this, but what are some do's and don'ts when communicating, you know, with them? Okay, so I um, had a previous boss that was an action style, and um, though she was very good with my people style, um, I if I was going in to have a meeting with her, meaning I was presenting something to her, um, I would never come in and be like, "Hey, how are you doing? What do you, you know? How are your parents? What's your you know? How are your kids?" That's, that's going to turn her off in a sense. That's right. right. She's already tuned out. She's already tuned out. Exactly. Not that she doesn't care, but. She's just, okay, what do you need, Wes? When you have that, you know, one second to make the first impression, I can't imagine what it's like for an action-oriented person. Yeah, because they're, in their mind, it's like, okay, you made the meeting. What do you want to present? So I would probably have my bullet points um, with an action-style person. If I want to present something to her, I'd have it in bullet points. And I would probably talk about... Um, um, how this is going to affect the organization or um, whomever is involved. Kind of give them the end results up front so they know what you're going to. So what's the next kind of communication? Okay, so um, the next is the planner style. Um, and what, what did I say? That's the process style. Um, and they look at the how. Okay, so um, the planner style, they focus on only the facts. If you, the, the best way I can um, think about this is somebody in accounting, right? Mm. They're um, very organized. They tend to be very organized. They're structured. Um, they're very strategic. Now, I'm not saying an action person can't be strategic. That The previous boss I was talking about was extremely strategic. And I'm sure timely. Like some of these yeah. intertwine and, oh, and uh, you know, it's a special. It's just a tendency. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Um, strategic. 
um, they are definitely into procedures and um, ops, they, they're big observ, uh, observation people, okay? So they're gonna look at um, the, the how of what you're doing in that project and then how it's gonna affect the bottom line. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, um, they're very visual, they tend to be very analytical and they're more about testing the test. So, all right, you want to present something like that to a process-oriented person. How did you test the test to make sure that this is going to be applicable to what they want to get done in their bottom line? Um, they are definitely methodical, very systematic, um, can tend to be a little unemotional. You know, you think about your bankers, right? The, the accountants, the, they're, they're more into the data part of it. So here's another person head. that maybe it's not you know, prudent to talk about how was your Sunday afternoon, you know, rather maybe have a spreadsheet ready and, uh, you know. This is our plan of action. Here we go. Right. Yes. Right. Definitely would not get into anything social with a process person. Action person could probably deal with that a little bit, but a process person, if you're trying to present something in their brain, they're like, okay, when are we going to get to the Well, the and certainly we don't want to avoid the personality aspects of communication mm -hmm. and um, be robots with these two types, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure after the objectives are completed, it's probably a good time at the goodbye to insert you know, some personality. After they've already got the information that they're looking for. Yes, definitely. And in personality is, um, you never want to take away your personality and who you are, right? That That's who you are. But when you're communicating, if you are going to present something to the CEO of a company and you've only got a five minute elevator pitch and you know the CEO is all about a process style, Get to the point. point. That's right. Get to yeah. the point, but show, um, you know, show the evidence to that um, allows that person who's a process style to see how this would work. And that's why I say the test, the test, right? Um, that you know what you're doing, and this is the data to prove it. Um, they, they're, they're patient, but they can be seem to be very unemotional. They're very logical. Um, they're cautious planners, um, very detailed or, order um, oriented, and they can kind of come across as controlling, right? Hmm. Um, and that's because everything is about the data portion of it. Um, so yes, what you said, Joseph, if you go in with a process style and you're trying to put push your pitch, definitely would keep it all about the data, the bullet points, show how, let them have time to think about it, right? Don't, okay, so what's your, what's your answer? So what did you think about that? Right, right. So giving them space, like if a student is process oriented, you know. Very give, much so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like how you pulled it back to around of the students because we, in the process in our communication, we tend to either be, we process out loud or we process internally. So a person that processes out loud is like myself would sound like this. So I'm wondering if I should do it this way or if I should do it that way. And and they're you're kind of looking at them like who are you, you talking to? Are, yeah, who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? Or are you talking to and but no, they're processing out loud by talking. A person who processes internally is going to take all that data and then Think about it. And so the more you push them to come up with um, an answer, it's what, what what's it most likely going to make them feel? 
Yeah, it's going to freeze them up. So freeze like, them in up. a class, yeah. if you have a processed child versus an action-oriented child and nobody's raising their hands, I'm probably going to call on the action-oriented child if I have a process question for the class because I don't want to turn one. You know, I'd be kind of yeah, turning one off, right? If I were or to shutting them down, yeah. not being in their comfort zone. Very good. That I like the way you said that. Absolutely. So the next one, um, do you want me to move on to the next sure, one? Please? Okay. Um, the next one is called the social butterfly style. Um, they focus on social interactions, big on teamwork and everybody getting involved. And my, my mom calls me a squirrel and I, I, kind of thinking, okay, because I'm kind of ADD and all over the place. And she says, no, because you love to gather people. The more the, you know, more the better. Um, definitely very motivating and uh, has that internal sense of that motivation. Um, if you've got a social butterfly on your team, for instance, in your department or in your class, utilize them. They can be your biggest cheerleaders. Um, on the other hand, they, they might be the most distracted in the class. That's right. They could be very I'm, distracting. I'm sure if you don't give them that elevated position, not elevated over other students in a sense, right. but just that responsibility, I think would be a better frame. Then they're more likely to try to take that, you know, and be that disruption. So really this goes to behavior uh, uh, as well. Absolutely. You know? They can they can be the, the uh, I always say when I'm talking to different departments here, if you've got the social butterfly on your team or um, the the uh, uh, people person, right, um, make them your cheerleader because they can easily be, be very, in fact, one of their characteristics is, um, um, uh, I've got, I'm looking I can at see motiv here. like them being the motivator of the team too, like running around, spreading that positive energy around and, Really or getting the flip side. Or the flip side be very toxic and bring the negativity in. If they feel neglected. If they feel neglected. Yeah. There you go. Right. Um, they're very sensitive or they can appear to be very sensitive. Everything's about relationships, so it's all about who it affects. Um, your they, they definitely have expectations of people, um, strong values and their awareness and development, right? So they're very aware of their surroundings. When you think of emotional intelligence, a person who is the social butterfly style is going to have extreme, um, probably a very good inter, intrapersonal um, social, uh, social intelligence, emotional intelligence, and a very good interpersonal, which means that they can read the room, they can pick up on um, kind of an intuition on where people are coming from. Hey, Wesley, before we move on, for people who don't know what social intelligence is or emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. can you um, kind of just give us a brief overview of that? Sure. Um, so, you know, in school systems, right, mm -hmm. um, we tend to go with the logical or the linguistic um, intelligence or what we call intelligent quotient, so um, IQ. Um, but Back in the day, in fact, it, there's there's quite a few people. E.L. Thorndike back in the 1920s, and then Gardner. Um, I think he he wrote the book um, Frames of Minds. I think it's Frames of Mind. Um, he came out that was in the 1980s. Um, that saying that it's more than just the G intelligence factor, which is IQ intelligent quotient. It is also um, 10 different other things which are interpersonal intelligence, the intrapersonal, the um, uh, spiritual intelligence. I mean, there's a list. I just finished giving a training on this. I'm giving one a little bit later on today. Um, but that it's more so than just 
uh, the book Smart Learning, what our natural culture and society says is, well, it's all about um, intelligence as far as logical and um, like what I get on my SAT. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Um, and so, uh, we, but there's so many other, and Daniel Goleman is who really in the 90s is who really um, kind of erupted with this concept of there's another intelligence, which is your emotional intelligence. And um, that is your ability to get along with others, with others, your ability to be a team player. Um, if you have a leader that is um, unable to really kind of socially interact with others and, and not um, just have that uh, ability to kind of read others and do, I mean, how far are you going to go? Nobody wants to be on that team. Exactly. Because you're not, you're not connecting on that social level. And we're human beings and human beings. I mean, how, how do our synapses get formed in our brain? It's all about um, relationships, right? So um, companies are now not only looking at the degrees you have and, and their in behavioral interviews, they're looking at what did you do in situations like X, Y, and Z? How was your behavior? So when you, you can go in and manage a classroom or manage your department and knowing each team member because yes you manage a team but you're it, it's each individual and use these styles it can it's just another tool to help you it's kind of like temperaments yeah right? sorry I kind of got us thrown off but I thought that was oh, an no. important thing to bring up for people who didn't know what that was Yes. So it, this is getting more into, like you're saying, the emotional intelligence. So did I explain that? Yeah, that was okay. great. Perfect. Um, so with the social style, the characteristics, they can come across as being emotional, right? Um, um, very either passionate or um, disgruntled or because their emotions are kind of on their sleeve. They can be very spontaneous, warm and empathetic, um, very perceptive. Um, definitely subjective. So if you need to be um, to have somebody like in a position where they they need to be a little bit more objective, like a process style, then that's something that a people style would have to work on. Mm -hmm. um, definitely sensitive communicators, social and definitely team players. Right. So I'm guessing as a child who has that style, you want to know that you're being cared for before any of the learning can even begin. And that goes with so many children as we're prone to have that, you know, adult or that the, the tie to some parentified figure, but even more so with individuals who fall under that group. Very much so. And I would say that even with adults, like if you know you've got this type of communicator, you want to talk about, so Wesley, you're doing good today. Tell me how you're, you know, you want to make that personal connection with them before you get to your task-oriented stuff. Right. I, I would totally agree with that. Um, you know, look at look at even um, about feedback when you have, when you're on a team or your boss and you've gone 90 days without one bit of feedback. Um, people would rather almost have um negative feedback than no feedback. The relationship has to be um, established. Now, maybe you don't have to try as hard with a planner style because they're going to sit back and they're going to take a while. Or maybe, you know, with an action style, they just want to see everything happening. But you're going to lose the people and probably the, the next style I'm going to talk about, which is the idea style, if you don't tend to build that relationship. And, and that's why um, I kind of heard in the school districts now what they're doing is just the first week is all about um, getting to know the kids. And I love that. Right. Yeah. 
because yeah. you have to have the relationship you first. have to have the relationship first yes so do you want me to talk about the four styles? please okay so that's the wild imagination style um, or what we call the idea style now I will tell you um, there is not very many of the idea styles out there um, I like to call them the green you know they're the more um, they're the Steve Jobs of the world they're they're the ones that are saying well why why do we have to do it this way couldn't we come and um, you know think of creating this little phone that's kind of like a computer and hold it in our hands but they're saying it 40 years ago where people are going you're crazy so that's never gonna happen that's never gonna happen so it's the people that think out of the box yeah, I love that think out of the box good yeah and all, not all their ideas are gonna be award-winning so I'm sure a lot of these people get turned down or made fun of or laughed at or and then they don't even go on to try to do out of the box thinking yeah very much so that's yeah, you you nailed it right there when you said that because you're kind of looking at them like, okay, that's, yeah, sure, we're going to have a phone that we're going to have in our hand and yeah. be able to use all, you know. Kind of dismissive. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So they focus on concepts, theories, definitely innovation, anything that's going to make something better. Um, they're very, very creative. Um, they, they always look for the potential opportunities, right? Um, they're, uh, all about improvements and very much futuristic thinkers, right? That's why I always use the example of Steve Jobs. Um, they're characteristic, imagine, uh, very imaginative, full of ideas. So <laughs> when you're dealing with a, a, a imagination style and you're trying to have a meeting, oh my gosh, you could be there for five hours because they're just going to tell you these wild ideas. I'm, I'm being a little exaggerative. But they yeah. just keep going and their imagination keeps building them. Yeah. So if you're a leader of a idea style, the best way you can be with them is to listen to them, right? Mm -hmm. Allow them to have those ideas and to come out. They tend to be very charismatic. Um, they're, they can be seen kind of as aggressive because in their minds, they know that this is the right, a better yeah, way. Yeah. There you it's go. It's like, why would you do that? You know, carry <laughs> right. a big block cell phone around in your pocket yeah. for... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, they're very creative, opportunistic, and sometimes they're very difficult to understand. Right? Because they're thinking in ways that we don't typically think. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, um... I'm once you, I'm a big believer in that you, you first got to understand yourself, right? If you don't understand yourself and your communication styles or your temperaments or you know your personality, um, how are you going to understand others? So take the um, assessment first, then I guess is what you're saying. Yes, definitely take the assessment first. See what your style is. Um, you know, maybe even before you do it with a classroom, maybe do it with your coworkers or, or do it with um, your family. Um, when I did my son's style, I was like, oh gosh, this makes so much sense, right? I was, and then when I added, well, we could talk about that another like maybe time. Maybe if I but, knew that 10 years ago. Or, right, you yes. wouldn't be butting heads all the time. Oh, very or spitting so. your wheels, saying something that they're not even listening to. Right, or... or thinking that they're just so strange. Did I birth this strange <laughs> child, right? Um, but it, it really does, it, it helps to, to understand. So putting, um, and then being able to work towards that and knowing, is it more work for you? Absolutely, but in the long run, if it can help you understand 
um, a child or a person or coworker or your spouse a little bit better, I'm saying, I say go for it. Now, right? are these assessments something that maybe a first grader can take or uh, is it age limited? How, how do you maybe give these assessments out would be my question. Well, you know, that's a that's a really good point. I, I don't know if a first grader. But maybe might... a seventh grader or an eighth grader. Well, I'm assuming the communication styles are still developing up into a certain grade point anyway. So it's probably a moved point to give a kindergartner the test. But yeah, I, yeah, that right. you're probably right. Um, when you identify when you when you've done this long enough and you're identifying, you could let me give you an example. So I have a staff here um, that I work with. And when I gave the assessment out, I already had in mind exactly what communication style they were. Yeah. So when I, it was fun for me to be able to go, okay, I got that one right. I was I right. got that yeah. one right. And, and so you could probably assess yourself in the, in the kindergarten or the first grade or second grade, but you're right. I think it would be a little bit better, especially for some of the words, because some of the words, can be, right. um, even some of the adults are going, what does this mean? Um, so as long as you clarify that, I definitely think it could be for. And Wesley, can we get a copy of that assessment? So if anyone listening wanted one, then we could give it to them. I will send you if, in fact, if you would like to give this training to your staff, or um, I, I will send you everything. Thank you, Wesley. Um, because I, I, I do love the assessment, and um, when you can work with somebody according to that style, um, it, it can be so powerful. Um, I, I'll give you just a really small example of a of a um, my old boss was action style, and um, she and I are probably as far from each other in our thinking and our act. She's more of kind of that mili militant, not militant, but milita military type of personality. Just very the facts, much, only just the facts. You know, very to the point. Yes. yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, very much so. And so, uh, but she knew my style. And I will tell you, every time she would, we would have a meeting or we talk, um, she was always so, how is Chris? And I knew darn well she didn't really care so much about. But she was a smart woman and took that into account because she needed something from Wesley. Yeah, you're right. Um, so she, every time she would call me in to um, a meeting or really check on me, um, it would be first before anything. How how? Because I love my dogs. So how's your dogs? How's Chris? How's your family? Um, and I knew exactly what she was doing. That's what was just so funny, and I really appreciated that from well, it was her. Was respect because she knew your your style too. So she would be an ineffective leader had she have assumed you were an action style just like her, which I'm sure a lot of people tend to do is. Hey, you're do. just like me. I'm going to treat you how I would expect to be. Because this is what to. I need to get done right now. And then the message mm -hmm. gets lost, right? Yes. And I think you can translate this over to kids in schools or kids at home, too. If you know what kind of communicator your child is or what kind of communicator your student is, you can communicate in a way that's a lot more effective for everybody and pretty much get what you need out of that child with less resistance is my guess. That is exactly right. That is why I named this course Communicating to Connect because we want to connect with others to achieve what we want to get and ultimately what is our goal? Classroom with a relationship? whatever. Or business if you're setting up teams, putting 
different styles together because you know that's going to highlight every part of your team. So you might have that action person keeping everybody, that social person on track, the ideal person reined in. And so it's like, I think it's a really good thing for anybody to really look around your room because then everybody's giving their best performance in whichever category you're doing, business, school, whatever. Exactly. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much for coming to talk to us about communication today and so much more. I think it just reaches out to the relationships, though, that we have with other people. And we're always looking to grow our relationships with our students and staff. So this is invaluable information for our Somerset community. So thanks, Wesley, for coming. And uh, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you soon. We will be attaching Wesley King's communication assessment to the details of our podcast. Take care.